Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show I have my friend Vasami Kumar who is here to talk about how to navigate through big change in your life. Um, now Vasavi, we, we talked uh, I think about you know, nearly two years ago now, you've been a previous guest on The Inspiration Show. Um, and we were talking uh, before about how um, we went, you know, for myself, we have a very similar story where we, you know, separated, um, step away from our marriages. But then the journey that we went on and the insights that we had to be able to step into a better version of ourselves. Because I think when you go through something that's, um, you know, such a big event in your life, sometimes we can feel lost and we can have doubt and we can have fear. Um, but today I wanted to bring you in so that you can talk a little bit about your journey, what you went through and the lessons that you learned from that. So it was what, uh, about two years ago now that you, you and your husband divorced? It's actually been, yeah, so we got divorced November 2014, so it's going to be two years at the end of this year. It feels like it's been forever actually because of how much has changed. Um, yeah, it was. I, I, I did not expect for time to go by this quickly, but it also feels like so much time has gone by, and no one can actually prepare you for what will happen once you get divorced. Like I read a lot of books, I got a lot of advice, but mostly none of it actually applied to me <laughs> in any way. I, I mean, it was good, I guess, to have offhand, but um, w all the lessons that I learned came from actually going through separating, moving under my own, you know, having my own roof over my own head, being on my own financially for the first time. Uh, because, you know, in the Indian culture, I am the daughter of Indian immigrants, you know, we are raised to literally go from our daddy's house to our husband's house. Mm -hmm. And even though I was doing very well in my own business, I never really had to worry about paying the bills or doing any of that because I had a husband to do that. So here I am, you know, first time after being divorced last November, and I'm like, having to take care of everything myself. It was definitely a wake-up call for yeah. me. So um, what do you think, you know, I know that uh, for me, I kind of went from, you know, who am I when I'm not with Glenn, you know, and, and as our community knows, you know, Glenn and I, we had a very amazing transition. Mm -hmm. You know, we have an incredible relationship. We're still business partners and we're still great friends. But still it was like that, you know, who am I without him? But then I kind of went into that, well, who do I want to be? And mm -hmm. kind of went into that thing, well, how do I want to reinvent myself and how do I want to show up? Did you go through something similar yourself? Up. <laughs> I'm like, yes, absolutely, because once again, uh, and I I don't want to just say that this is only the case as an Indian woman. I think a lot of women go a lot of women go through this too, right? Like we play we have very well defined roles, right? I am the daughter of immigrants. I am now the wife of this Indian man. So I, I mean, there are very clear roles that I have pay, played throughout my entire life. And so now, once I was not married to this man anymore, and I did not have the support of my family, right? No one actually agreed with this. Everyone thought that I was crazy for getting divorced. Um, I had to struggle with that. Who am I without another, who am I without having another human being to take care of, right? So a lot of my usefulness and a lot of my value was directly tied into taking care of a man. And so now that I wasn't taking care of him anymore, that right there is a red flag, right? So even as I'm saying it, I'm like, you know, that my entire worth and value was placed into taking care of another human being, extremely codependent, 
him and I both. I love him very much. We're still very close, but you know, kind of like you and Glenn, um, it, it was me who decided to walk away, but him and I are still very civil and respectful. But there was a lot of me caretaking and my all of my you know peace and value and worthiness was placed onto his success. I need to make sure he's doing well, right? I really fell in love with the potential of who he could be rather than who he is in that moment. Um, but also that question of who am I? definitely was exacerbated when I decided to shut down my business or you know so if you go to vasvikumar.com that's all back up and running but last year it was completely dead I I literally fell off the face of the internet um, but I no longer was coaching I no longer was running any of my group courses my digital programs I was instead driving for uber I was a line cook at a vegan restaurant I was substitute teaching I was teaching after-school cooking classes, right? And so what I realized was two things, Natalie, after I got divorced that I had no idea who I was if I wasn't somebody's woman or somebody's wife or girlfriend or partner. I also didn't know who I was without a lot of that external success, right? Without having this brand and without being interviewed and with, you know, just all this stuff on the outside, all this distraction, you know? And, it, and now I don't look at it that way because so much has changed, but I think now looking back, it was really a distraction for me from me, right? So I had the the wife role, I had the brand role, I had all that stuff, and ultimately it was a distraction for me really having to look inwards and just ask myself, who am I when I'm not a wife? Who am I when I'm not this brand, this persona, right? So yeah, it was, it was huge. And on top of that, like I said, it was the first time that I was on my own financially and my parents cut me off completely. Because in the Indian culture, your parents they will always kind of be there for you if you need them. You know, it's just the way the culture is. I didn't always uh, take advantage of that, but if I ever needed anything, they were there. But at that point when I got divorced, my mom was like, you are cut off. Best thing she ever did. Best thing she ever did. I'm so grateful to my mom for that. Energetically, it was just life-sucking, but it really um, trained me to be the person who I am today, which is the belief that I do not need anyone or anything outside of me for me to feel like, I can handle a situation or I am good enough or I am capable. So yeah, right. I mean, yes. Because that's the other thing too. I mean, I found initially when, when Glenn and I first separated that as a, you know, transformational leader, you know, I'm thinking, well, people must think that I should have, you know, everything together and uh, I can't even keep my marriage together. So, um, so, you know, as a coach, how did you apply what you normally teach to your own situation? Well, I'm, I want to just piggyback off what you said. I 100% uh, feel what you're saying. I felt like, shoot, people are going to be like, why should I come to you? You can't even keep your marriage together. And I'm like, I'm not a relationship expert. I never said I was a relationship expert. I'm a human just like you, right? I've made choices that are not the best just like you. Like, there's no difference. The only difference is maybe the awareness to, to know better and do something different. Um, how I dealt with that was, honestly... Um, it was a, the last email that I sent to my subscribers probably in February of 2015, and I just let them know what's up. I was like, listen, I'm divorced. I, I, I'm officially now divorced. I am moving out on my own for the first time. I'm just really honest about it. Like, I don't want people to put me on a pedestal because that is a surefire way for me to get knocked off and fall on my face. I didn't want that. So I was just very honest with people and I said, listen, I'm in the business of helping other people in some shape or form, whether it's through your life or through your business. I got nothing to give you at this moment. 
I really have nothing. I don't feel good about myself. I feel empty on the inside. I feel extremely lonely. Like I was just very transparent because I don't want to. I didn't want to treat my subscribers like they're just little, you know, minions. It was like you're. you're, you're these are people who have subscribed for. These are people who have subscribed to me for valuable content, for realness, for transparency. And so that's what I gave them. You know, I said, I'm not in a place right now to really be there for you. I need to be there for myself. And I hope if there's anything you can walk away from this, it's put yourself first. First and foremost, before you even think you can give to somebody else. And that's what I did. In that moment, I believed that I was being a model for whatever it is that I'm teaching, which is say yes to yourself. You have to do right by you first before you even think you can make a difference in somebody else's life. That's how I dealt with it. I was just honest about it. Yeah. Cool. So um, what do you think is the, the biggest uh, thing of growth that you've been able to experience through going through this experience? Um, oh my gosh. So I think the there's like so many. The first was probably I don't need to be with a man. Right? It was always I, I needed a man. I mean, I mean this is really honest stuff. I mean this is stuff this is like twenty years of therapy here. You know, it's like I don't need to be with a man. I do and more importantly, I don't need to save a man in order for me to feel useful. Right. I, I just I had a tendency to choose broken men, right? And so what does that really say about me if I'm always going towards men that I feel like, oh, I can uplift you, I can help you, right? Me always needing to be in the helping role all the time versus being able to be with someone that I don't need to always try to fix you all the time. Uh, and this was really only with men. I really, I never had this issue with women. I think a, a lot of it had to do with the dynamic between my mom and dad. But the number one thing is that I don't need to be with you. I'm choosing to be with you. I want to be with you. Um, that's huge. That was huge. But I think internally, just for Vasavi alone, not in, re not in relation to another person, was I really didn't think I had what it take, what, what, what I needed to do, or I didn't think that I was capable to really be on my own two feet. Because, like I said, as women in our culture, we are trained to, to think that we need to be taken care of. I mean, we need to be taken care of by men. Just in, you know, even even by our own parents. I mean, even at this age, 34, I will still be asked by them if they if I need something from them. I don't need anything anymore. And I think that was the best thing is that I don't need anything from anyone outside of me to make me feel like I'm okay. You know what I mean? And 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 it always I always was like that. I mean, I, and I don't like to use absolute statements, but I can say up until the time that I got divorced. And really spent this past year, you know, I'm not going to say I'm detached from human beings. That's not the truth. We all need people. You know, we all need people. But I don't need another human being. And that need to be cut off and now instead choosing, do I want to be with you? Do I want to be friends with you? Or am I being friends with you because I feel like there's a need somehow that's being met? by you that I can really be giving to myself, right? So this compulsion of mine needing and you know what it really boils down to is this codependent behavior, feeling powerless without another human being um, is something that's been a lifelong journey and I feel like I'm, I'm at a place finally, I'm still in therapy every week, full transparency because this is something that, these are patterns, these are like years of conditioning for me 
to think that I need somebody. Um, but it's so at the forefront of my awareness that I can tell anytime I venture into a conversation or a relationship or anything, where is this coming from? Oh, this is coming from that old belief that I need this person. So I would say that's the biggest thing and how that's affected me business-wise I make much better business decisions. I'm no longer making decisions based on what I think will make other people feel better. I'm doing business based on how does it make me feel? Does this really make me feel good as a person? Am I using my fullest potential or am I just doing this because I think this is what everyone else expects me to do, you know? Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm so glad that you made it through that uh, that transition. Um, and that you're you. doing the work that you do. So if people wanted to connect with you, how where do we send them to be able to do that? I actually, um, I love helping people get clear and focused and also take action. That's what I'm all about. So if you go to vasavikumar.com forward slash focused action, I have a 20-minute free video training. I walk you through, I think there are like six steps, how to pick, like, you know, as as entrepreneurs and just as creative people in general, we all have so many ideas. So I walk you through a process where how to pick one of those ideas and how to take action on one of those ideas in less than 20 minutes. Awesome. Wonderful. Thanks. Well, thanks again, Vasavi, for joining me today. It's been great. <laughs> thanks, Natalie. Thanks for having great. me. Great. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. And don't forget to leave your email so we can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course, which is valued at $87. So uh, until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits.